0: Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. There are so many ways to do things, so many ways to do things, and that includes in your business and that
1: includes in your marketing. But I saw so many people teaching the entire opposite of that. They were teaching the strategy du jour or just whatever was really popular or just what everyone told them they had to do. And from the beginning of my career, I've always felt incredibly restricted creatively by that. And it really worked against me as a creative, as a writer. Because strategy matters, but I always say it's energy first, strategy second. Because if you layer strategy on top of nothing, it's like you have an empty pinata. You have all the colors, but you have none of the good stuff on the inside that actually attracts people to you.
0: Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso. A mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm hanging out with Ariana Joy, and we're talking all about human design. And I actually met her on TikTok, of all places, booked a consultation call in January, and I have been diving into human design ever since, and I really am so excited to share her with you. She's so knowledgeable, she's the real deal. So, without further ado, here's Ariana Joy. Welcome.
1: Hello. What a <laughs> sweet introduction. Thank you. And I'm so happy that you've continued to, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know because we haven't talked about this, but yeah. I'm so happy to hear that you've like continued to learn about human design. Yeah. It's just oh. so
0: fascinating to me. So, for, for our listeners that don't know what human design is, can you share what it is?
1: Yeah, so human design is essentially a system made out of five different systems. So it's made out of, or made out, of, it's composed of uh, Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, Kabbalah, so the Sephiroth from Kabbalah, quantum mechanics, and the seven chakra system. So basically, human design br- like pulls all these things together to create a unique blueprint for your soul. It's it's pretty much like your soul's blueprint, what you came in with on earth when you incarnated, when you were born, that shows you exactly how your soul wanted to do things in order to hit your goals, in order to make your desires a reality, basically in order to live your life on easy mode in a way that feels really good to you, even if it's incredibly different than what we were raised to believe we have to do. It's basically your personal guide to that you can fall back on in like chart form shown in front of you visually that shows you like how you can make your best decisions, how you can create opportunities in the way that's easiest to you and with the least struggling grind.
0: And I love what you do is you really integrate that with business and how you can really bring that and bring that energy and like your soul's purpose essentially into your business. And what I was found into MMS, what is it? Manifest Generator. So I know there are, I think, five or six different categories. Can you share a little bit about each one?
1: Yeah. So Lisa is a manifesting generator, also known as a man gen or an MG. So there are five different energy types. And if you I, – I always say if there's nothing else you learn about human design, the one thing you should learn is your energy type because that alone is going to change your life. I would also learn about your authority. Those two things kind of go together. But – So basically, your energy type is the specific way you operate energetically. It's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's really the way that you manifest at the end of the day because manifestation at its core is just about how you leverage your energy to make something come to be in your reality. It's kind of like how you use your energy to make something energetically appear in your outside life. But so basically, your energy type is going to tell you a lot about the way that you work and a lot about the way that you're going to create success in your life, and also a lot about how you're going to create opportunities for yourself or accept opportunities. So the five energy types you know, we're going to – well, I would start with your energy type, but I have to kind of yeah. explain to you other ones for it to make yeah. sense first. So yeah. the first energy type is called manifestors. And manifestors are really built for what we've all been traditionally told we should do, which is I have this inner inspiration. I'm going to go make it happen. Because manifestors get what's called impulses. I call them like divine messages from source that they kind of get from within themselves. They don't know where they come from. They're just these, I want to do that and I want to do it now. And then they're just driven like a bullet train to go make it happen. And because of that, they're some of the most impactful people who are just get the ball rollingers. Like they're the initiators, they're the energetic initiators of human design. So they are the people who are supposed to just kind of start stuff out of thin air and be like, I want this, so I'm going to go make it happen. And it's because of that, it's for that reason that manifestors are just incredible. Like when I watch yep. my manifester friends suddenly it's it's almost like they saw a squirrel and they just go yeah. after it and it's so funny and it's so amazing how they can make things happen in such a short amount of time thing is because of that because it's so internal for a manifester they can often forget to tell people where they're going and what they're doing which is unfortunate because <laughs> manifestors their problem isn't going and making something happen it's actually dealing with people who accidentally get in their way because they have no clue what's going on and then you know manifestors don't feel supported and so a manifestor's job is to just tell people before they go do something. So after that, we have one of the more popular energy types in the world, which by the way, these are all these are calculated by what date you're born on, what time, where you are, because it uses astrology, Western astrology, it's, it's a calculation. So 30% of the world is something called generators. And I'm I'm a generator. And basically how it works for us is we were put on this earth to be like, Really happy, really glowy, yeah. really lit up. We're also the best workers on the world in the world. So we're meant. We came here to do work. And yeah. when I tell that to generators, they're kind of like, "Well, that's <laughs> shitty." <laughs> I don't like that. You're basically yeah. telling me well, I'm womp, here to womp. just like, I don't <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> get the hook and pull this woman off stage. Yeah. But the thing is, for a generator, all of that work should be stuff that makes you happy. And mm. for a generator, what's really interesting is. We're the only energy type, besides manifesting generators, who create more energy by doing something because we have what's called a defined sacral center. We're the only energy types along with MGs who have that. So – but the thing is, it's selective energy. That only happens when we're doing things that feel like a yes, like a, a excitement yes. to us. And so our job to help the entire world, not just ourselves, but the entire world, is to make sure that we're doing things we really like. And we're only following the yeses and dropping the nos. Okay. The thing is, because generators – love to make the world a better place and because they know they're supposed to and also they know they have a lot of energy, it can be hard for them to say no to people. So for a generator, they have to be really good with boundaries and follow what makes them really happy, even if it doesn't make sense to them in the moment. Mm. So then we have Lisa, who's a man, manifesting generator. And that's they're exactly what they sound like, the combo specials of human design. So they're a combination between the manifester and generator type. So basically – Lisa is a type of generator, so she operates on the same way that I would. At, at our core, we're both generators, but she's going to have more of a kick. She's going to have more of an impulsive nature. She's going to work more in spikes <laughs> of energy like a manifestor yes. would. Yeah. Well, you're also an emotional too, which has effect yeah. we talked about that. <laughs> but yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like if we were in the energetic Olympics and everyone had like a sort of sport and generators and manifesting generators are both runners, I would be a, a marathon runner because I'm a generator and I have that longer lasting energy, whereas Lisa would really excel in that sprinting relay yeah. race or something as an, as an MG. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I actually said that to my dad the other day. He was like, that makes sense because I've always actually liked sprinting more. And I was like, well, this yeah. is more of a metaphor, but I yeah. that's cool. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, we have projectors who are about 20% yeah. of the world. Yeah, and my, hu-
0: my husband's a projector. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't – I yeah. was actually
1: going to ask you before because we were talking yeah. about your husband right before we hopped on, Yeah. and I was like, I want to know what t- energy type he is. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if she knows that. So, yeah, I love my projectors. My sister is a projector. Some, some of my best friends are projectors. But <laughs> So projectors basically came down to earth to be our seers and our guides, and that's because they have this incredible – Like clarity or eye for efficiency, and they're supposed to use that in whatever it is they're passionate about. So, What's important for projectors to know is that no matter what you do, if you're following what you're passionate about and you're putting your energy into that, you're helping the world move forward in a really big way because that's what projectors were here to do. They're actually here to guide us into the new paradigm because Mm -hmm. in human design, we believe that – I know I'm going in a million different directions here, (laughs) but basically about 200 years ago, we reached a, a big paradigm shift. And right around that time, we needed some kind of energy type to guide us forward. And so projectors started being born. So they have a really big role here on Earth. The thing is that projectors aren't like Lisa and I and they're not like manifestors either. They're what's known as non-energy type, which doesn't mean that they don't create they don't have any energy, but it does mean that they're not meant to do a lot. Their Mm -hmm. gift is seeing and spotting efficiencies.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then telling people about that. So the thing is that projectors, we live in this world where we're so everyone's so valued on their productivity. And so projectors look around and say, but I can't work that much. No matter how much I do, like, I, I I burn out and I feel like a loser because of that. Or they're sharing all their ideas with everybody, but their ideas aren't meant for everybody. They're only meant to be for the people who really understand the value that the projector has to offer. So projector's job is to then not force so much, although and that's, kind of, that's hard for a lot of projectors because most of them are super ambitious. They're super like, oh, you didn't hear me? Well, I'm just gonna talk louder then until you yeah. do hear me and I'm gonna push until I make it to the top. But a projector's job is really to know that when they value themselves and they see that their passions and they themselves are, you know, really matter, that's exactly how they're going to draw people to them. So they don't Mm -hmm. have to work so hard to be heard or to create success for themselves. Yeah. And then the last type... Is reflectors and I love my reflectors. I, you know, they're kind of like Australians and pretzels. I know <laughs> that there are probably some I don't like, but I've never met one that I don't like. And <laughs> I was thinking that the other day. That's so true, <laughs> right? <That's> so true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually had i I recently had someone pop in for a reading, yeah. and she immediately started speaking with an Australian accent, <gasps> and I was like, oh, well, this just got ten times better, and she was yes. awesome. <laughs> But anyway, so reflectors are the rarest type in human design. They're 1% of the population and they're known as the oracles of human design because – and they're called reflectors because they essentially are the ultimate empaths. Like everyone is sensitive to energy and most people are some kind of empaths, meaning that they feel energy as their own. But reflectors feel every category of energy as their own because their job is to – be a mirror to the world. They're basically supposed to be the barometer for how well things are going and which way things are going. So it's kind of their job to be wherever they are, like their identity is where they are, who they're around. That also means that they take on a lot of energy and they see Mm -hmm. things really, really deeply. That's why they're known as the oracles. Ra Uruhu, who founded human design, he said that they're sort of the people who are like out of the system. They're out of Mm -hmm. the matrix and they can identify other people who are too. But the thing about that for reflectors is that it's really easy for reflectors to feel very lost in the world and lost about themselves because we're all told that we need to know who we are. You know, know who you are and be that on purpose, like Dolly Parton said, right? Which is a beautiful quote Mm -hmm. for someone like Lisa who has a defined G-Center in human design, which means she has a fixed identity. But for someone who's a reflector, that's not their job at all. They're meant to be a disco ball, lots of different things, and not label themselves. Mm. And also, they need a lot of time to make decisions too because – a reflector, again, picking up all that energy from everybody around them, not only that, but from the stars and the moon, they're very connected to the moon. They need to let themselves go through phases with their decisions. So they need time in order to be their most authentic self. And trying to label themselves and fit in with everyone else is only ever going to box them in. It's only going to box in their magic. And we don't want that for our reflectors. We yeah. need them to show us how like they're so special.
0: But yeah, so those are the five energy types. I love that. What's so funny is so I love when you when you talked about efficiency with the projector because I have to share with you. So oh, what yes. I did right before our podcast interview, my husband asked me to go to Costco because he does all of our, our shopping to go there, not purchase anything, but anything that I wanted, take a screenshot of it or like just fo- like photograph it and then send it to him so it's efficient for him when he goes, he can purchase everything and it won't waste my time.
1: love that that is yes absolutely a projector holy moly and you know what's so funny about projectors is they're always the people who say that like Yeah. They always see things ahead of time. Like for me, like the other day I went (laughs) just it's so (laughs) difficult. I don't know if your husband is like this at all, but like they get so pissed, understandably, when they say something that's like really smart and really just like with it, and so it would be so effective if someone just listened and no one hears them or no one cares. And then everyone goes the wrong way, and the projector's like, what the actual What the heck, guys? Like I already told you. So I was at my friend's house the other day and she was like, do you want anything to eat? Do you want any salad? I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. Because I mean, actually, even in human design, this is funny, my appetite really doesn't come until I like start eating. Mm. Actually, do you have that? Let me check your chart real yeah. quick. You have, yeah. You're the same way. I, actually, yeah. yeah you, we both have passive digestion. So, super passive and it's super so funny
0: because I like. I think I've had a salad and like a protein shake today, and I'm like, I'm fine.
1: Right, me too. Like, like, literally, like, I had proteins like, and coffee for breakfast yeah. and like a salad. I'm like, I'm good. But the thing is, it it takes us time to realize we're hungry too. Yeah. And so she was like, "Are you sure you don't want some food? Like, it's about six thirty. Do you want some food? I'm like, "No, I'm not hungry yet. And we go for a walk, and I'm like. Do you have any food at home? I think I'm kind of hungry. And she was like, I just asked you if you were hungry. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, I know, and I heard you.
0: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, yeah. My husband actually packs and he keeps like a box of protein bars in the vehicle because he knows that I will all of a sudden be hangry and will not have thought ahead. And so he's like, got I water bottles that. and protein bars, just like she's gonna lose it. And she's gonna so- <laughs> lose it.
1: <laughs> I absolutely love that. Oh,
0: so funny. So good. So good. So I know because I had a personal reading with you earlier this year and I loved it so much. So can you share a little bit on why knowing your human design can assist in finding ease and joy in your life and your work?
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. so much. Yes. So the funny thing about human design is that most of the time when I give someone a reading, it's not really that they've learned anything new about themselves, right? Because – that's why people feel so seen by human design. It's telling them a lot of stuff they already know about themselves. The point of human design isn't necessarily like unveiling new parts of you. It's showing you that that's okay. It's showing you that you were built to be that way. So your preferences, the secret little things that you like wish you could do, the things that just feel right to you or the things that other people have always given you, given you shit for, you know, like wanting to wake up late or not wanting to eat a lot of food or not wanting to work until 10 p.m. I'm giving you all things that I do, but <laughs> or whatever you know. However, you're built is that that's the way that you were meant to to do things, and that's okay. So when it comes to your life, and when it comes to just I, I don't know anything like achieving goals, let's say it's, I don't want to give you an example in business yet. Let's say like it's losing weight or something. Like everyone told you it was, you were supposed to work out in the morning, wake up at 5am to work out. Well, guess what? That's going to burn out some people's engines, depending on your energy type, or that you should be working out every day, or you shouldn't be working out every day. You know, for people like Lisa and I, that's actually not how we're built. We're, we're, we probably have a lot more energy to burn and to go. And if we hold that in, that's actually really not good for a generator Mm -hmm. or a manifesting generator. So everyone's built so differently. Whereas like my sister, she's a projector. She works out great at the end of the day because she's picked up so much productivity. (laughs) Yeah, you and I are like, no, we're done. We've kicked that out. Yeah, we've kicked that out of our system. (laughs) But my sister, she, you know – I remember when I was at my first job in an office, I was like, I'm I'm going crazy because I get yep. here at eight. I usually work out at 10 and now I, I have to like wait till six, but I'm burnt out. She was like, oh, you'll get used to it. But that's because my sister picks up productivity energy yep. from the world. And by the end of the day, she needs to get that out of her system. I'm You and I are both the opposite way. Yep. But anyway, but in your business, what I love is that it shows you that what you intuitively want to do or the way that you want to do things is Can work for you. You can make money doing that. That's how I make money. You know, like I, for example, like Lisa did find me on TikTok, which is awesome, but now I'm not on TikTok anymore because it makes me feel like absolute trash. But there are going to be so many people out there who tell you that's the only way. Human design tells you if that thing doesn't feel good to you, if it's draining your energy, you don't have to do it. And that's a sign you shouldn't be doing it, actually. And that can even come down to one of my favorite things is like talking about plans in your business. So Lisa, for example, she's actually built for a little bit more strategy or a little bit more detailed plans further in the future because the way her, her mind is structured and the way she conceptualizes things is she can see that clearly into the future. I'm the opposite. I can't see 10 feet in front of me. So my best results have always come from me surrendering to not really knowing exactly what I'm going to do. Like Having a five-year plan, I, always, I secretly laughed whenever people asked me that. I'm like, I could give you that it's not going to be real it's going to be a fairy tale cuz it's going to change yeah. and so whenever i've allowed myself to not have so much of a strict plan things have actually been way better for me yeah. than they ever could be
0: yeah i love that i'm i'm about one year i can give myself like a one year plan yeah. and after that i'm like mm, things might change
1: yeah Let's be <laughs> well you're you are a manifesting <laughs> generator so even for one who has Yeah, I just I tell them not to lock themselves into commitments because things change fast for a manifesting so
0: fast. And what was so interesting is when we spoke at the beginning of the year, um, I was really struggling with my photography business because I run two companies and really struggling to let it go or just take a press a pause. Just I was really struggling with that decision. And what you had said to me really resonated because you're like, hey, you're like on this planet to like do things that you love and and make you happy. Like that's like your purpose. So if if it's not making you happy, don't do it. And I was like. That's it. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I just got permission. (laughs) The universe told me so.
1: (laughs) It's awesome. Human design is a giant permission slip. It's really awesome. And I mean, I love to hear that, by the way, too. And the thing about Lisa is that she's, as a manifesting generator, like they're not, because they're like multi passionate and they actually like doing a lot of different things and having it's really healthy for them to have their energy going in a lot of different ways. You know, my dad, for example, Again, as an MG. And he's one of my favorite examples because he, for 30 years, was a tax accountant and also full time ran a pizzeria. And I didn't (laughs) realize that that was weird for the longest time growing up. But, and like, not everyone can really do that. That's not something that everyone can do, but an MG absolutely can. But the thing is, they're also not necessarily supposed to stick to everything they start, too. So if you're bored with it, it's not bringing you joy anymore. As an MG, that's such a great a reason to leave something behind.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love that because it's funny because I have been, a, I've been an event planner, a makeup artist, a travel agent, yeah. and an esthetician, like everything, a photographer, like now I'm an entrepreneur and under, and when it doesn't bring me joy anymore, that's always what I said. I'm out, I'm done. And I always thought I was like, just a give up kind of girl. Mm. And then I was like, Oh no, that's just how I'm hardwired. And that's
1: awesome. Isn't I
0: love when yeah. MGs realize
1: that? Yeah. Cause like I'm not someone who really like deals with that as a generator. My thing is that like I've always felt like I'm so slow. But mm. for MGs, when they're like, you mean that means I'm that doesn't mean I'm a quitter? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's okay, great. Then then yeah. you can just move on to that next thing. Yeah. And something I heard actually from the woman who I like was trained in human design by was she was saying for MGs, it's all about transferable skills. Yeah. Like J- and oh, Also, the yes. fact that you were a travel agent when you said that, I was like, wait, what? Seriously? But that's just so MG. That's right? just – it's so it's typical. Like, yeah. I was just
0: like curious about travel and then I was like, oh, actually, it was so funny because I got trained right when online booking started happening. So I got hired by this company and they're like, actually, people are now booking online so we don't have a job for you. And I was like, eh, I'll find somebody else. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and here we so, are now. Right? <laughs> I just do what I feel like. <laughs> All right. So let me see. We dove into mine because I'm a master generator. So we've talked a little bit about the other designations. So where can our listeners find out what theirs is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there are quite a few sites that will generate charts for you. My favorite one is – and I know it's just because it's the first one that I found. It's like not even necessarily quote unquote the best, but I love it – is called MyBodyGraph.com. So yeah, it's in association with Jovian Archive, which you can also get a chart on Jovian Archive. You can go to MyHumanDesign.com and get um, a chart generated there too. But yeah, you just put in your – Location, date, and time of birth. And then it will generate your chart for you. And it's going to look crazy. It's going to look wacky. Don't worry. You can get it explained to you or yeah. you can look things that's up. What I but did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I highly, I do highly recommend that you get a human design reading, not necessarily from me. It's not plugging just me, but like getting someone to help you with it can be yeah. really awesome because the thing about human design is that and I know you didn't ask me this, but I think I just feel it's really important to let people know is that it is a system that was founded in the 80s by a man who had an eight-day channeling experience. We don't know if he was like on anything at the time. He just came up with a system that really resonates with a lot of people. But the thing is that the traditional language can be very jarring. In fact, that's kind of what he was going for because he wanted to like really wake people up out of what he said called the mechanics of the Maya. And Maya means like like a fog or illusion. So yeah. he was like, people are living in an illusion that one, we all operate in the same way and that energy all operates in the same way. I need people to wake the fuck up. Yeah. And he was a manifester. He didn't yeah. care. He was like, yeah. what's the fastest, snappiest way for me <laughs> to get this out there and just share it with people? and then I'm done. You know he yeah. he was reluctant at best. He'd rather have spent time with his dog all day. So a lot of the language can be super confusing. It can be it can, it can sound restrictive even. So having someone or like, just look like finding a way and or a person, whoever, even if you don't get a reading, you just look it up online and find someone who really resonates with you to explain that. And just like, don't get scared away from it just because it looks really funky or weird. And like, cause some of the words sound kind of culty and they kind of do, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Like, (laughs) like I've had people be like this, like I was explaining it to one of my ex coworkers, nicest guy, but I was like explaining to him his chart a little bit. And he was like, Ariane, I want you to blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> I was like, fair enough.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's so true though. It's because it's, it's a little fringe. And I mean, when I yeah. first started talking to people, I was like, yeah, I'm having a human design reading." They're like, what on earth are you doing now? Like,
1: <laughs> and the name alone, the name <laughs> right? alone sounds very concerning. Right. I will admit that.
0: <laughs> so how yeah. did you find your way into it? Like, how did you find your passion into it? Oh,
1: So I was thinking about this the other day, actually. So I first heard about human design on a podcast and the girl was like so excited to share it. And I was like, well, I'm so excited to hear about it now. And she's like, this is my new love. It's called human design. And so she starts explaining it and I immediately go, I'm sorry, what? This sounds incredibly restrictive. I don't like this. You're telling me that I, as a generator, have to like wait for things because in human design, every energy type has a success strategy. I didn't really go deeply into that. but And it's basically how you open yourself up to opportunities, how you get Mm. what you want In the easiest way possible. But um, this is where the language came in where it was kind of jarring. And it it was basically – she basically said like, you know, you can't do things first. You can't start stuff. You have to wait for things to come to you and then you decide if you want to do it. And I was like, that sounds dumb. I don't like that. (laughs) And I think I listened to the rest of it, but I was like – I was just shutting it off. I was like, I'm so over it. And – that, but I noticed that I kept I kept asking people if they'd heard about it. I was like, this yeah. is really interesting. Like I I just felt like there was something I was missing or something more to it. And I actually remember something really funny. I was telling my friend about it. I was like, have you ever heard about human design? And then I explained to her how it happened and said, well, this guy downloaded it. He said everyone got the download at the same time, but he's just the one who like wrote it down. And she was like, yeah, I don't really believe in anything like that and walked <laughs> away. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. And then years <laughs> later, she's like my biggest supporter. She like loves human design. But yeah. anyway, so that's how I was feeling about it. And yeah. everyone around me was like, no, I don't like this either. And so I just kept getting drawn back to it like time yeah. and time and again. And finally I got a reading from someone who is now like my coach, my mentor, like my really good friend. And it was the most liberating thing. She was like, mm-hmm. You're here to do what you love. Yeah. You are not here for the heavy and the hard and then she told me all these other things about myself which i maybe didn't realize at the time but i've definitely yep. seen more in myself and grown into and i just loved it i couldn't stop talking about it i couldn't stop talking about the manifestation part of it and everyone around me was like when you talk about this you just seem like you love it and you know yeah. so much about it and i was like really i just learned about it and <laughs> it turns out that i was learning stuff really quickly about it yeah. because that was what i think i was meant to do and i just i couldn't i couldn't believe how deep it went like yeah. human design, even if you look at a human design chart, and I don't want to again freak anyone out too much, you can learn at whatever pace you want to. But even beneath the human design chart that we see, there's another chart,
0: no way, with more
1: stuff, yeah, which determines like the things that we were talking about, passive digestion yeah. or active digestion, it, the kind of environment that you'll thrive in, etc. Yeah. And I was, and as a my profile in human design, which is the closest thing to like your personality type and the way you learn and connect with others is a 5-1, which, which means that I'm here for like a ton of book learning and investigation. And I just went ham. I went down a rabbit hole. I loved it. I couldn't stop talking about it. So I wrote – I started a blog about it and I was really unhappy in my job at the time. I was a 9-to-5 copywriter. I still do copywriting sometimes. But I was just like, this was my creative outlet. And suddenly, you know, it, it just was absolutely what I wanted to do instead. Yeah. And I was talking to my coach about it. And she's like, why don't you just be a human design reader?" I was like, yeah, yeah why don't I? <laughs> I know how to do this, right? yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, and so now that's that's what I do, and I and I teach it, and I just
0: I'm in love. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that story. I love that so much. <laughs> Thanks. Totally meant to. Well, it's funny because I actually it was funny because I had a reading, I had two readings within like a week of each other. I had like a reading with a psychic, and I had a reading with you, and it was funny because you know like your bullshit detector is just like flying off the chart, and I'm like yeah. mine, mine is like. I, like I'm really intuitive and I was like the whole time I was just like mm, the, the, the guy was like I feel like maybe this is bullshit mm-hmm. but then your reading I was like oh my god this girl knows what she's talking about I was so excited I was so excited I just <gasps> got off and I was vibrating
1: oh my gosh yeah. I love yeah. that as a 5'1 too like you don't know how happy that makes <laughs> me because like hearing hearing from someone like wow what you just taught me made sense and I agreed with that yeah. yes absolutely yeah. well,
0: it's- what what the great part, like it really just gave me that permission. I was like, nope, if that doesn't make me happy or it doesn't bring me joy, does I'm not gonna be doing that. And that's like from and I start like I think we had a reading like at the beginning of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like after that I was like, Okay, well I guess I'm making my decisions then. I'm closing my business in June, taking a year off and gonna see what happens after that. So oh, yes. <laughs>
1: I'm so happy. And it's going so good. What's
0: really nice is because it's given me that space to like just step back from my photography business and realize it's not that I actually want to let the entire business go. I just want to do it on my terms. And I need the space to figure out what those terms are. Yeah. And, you know, like offering product, offering prints, like things that I've never really done before and charging what I should be charging. So it's giving me that space instead of overloading my schedule without being like, what? saying yes to everything. Ugh. So that's been, it's been really just like oh, spacious and it's been lovely.
1: <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. my question to you, so how has,
0: how has been saying no to more things for you? Have you been doing that? It has been, okay. So what's really crazy is actually, it's probably not crazy. It's just the universe like and how wonderful <laughs> it is. So my website got hacked. Wait, so what? Yeah. My like Millie milk and honey photography website got hacked, which means no one can inquire. Which means I don't have to say no. <laughs> like, it's, I completely don't have a website right now. And I was like, you know, like, I, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't do this up. What am I going to do? And I was like, no, like, this is just giving me a chance to pause and reset. Like, what do I want the words on my website to say? Like, I haven't changed it since 2013. So, oh man, okay. Right? Like, it's just giving me that spacious opportunity just to regroup that business and say, okay, what am I stripping away and what am I adding back in? Yeah. And yeah, it's just been really, it's been kind of a fun adventure. Just like if I, it's like that, if I had to start my business over, what would I do? And I'm like, I'm actually going to do that. So, <laughs> like, I'm just going to yeah, just break it down like, and start again. I'm just going to do it. We're just going to see what happens. Yeah. We're just going to
1: go for it. We're going to yeah. do it. I, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's so funny to you because the other day, like saying, like I said, Saying no and having boundaries for both generators and manifesting generators is very important because our energy is so selective and we'll drain ourselves by doing something that's not a yes for us. This is why I was saying, like, have you been doing that? Because it's it's important yeah. for both of us. But the same things have been happening to me. Like, I've been, I was asked to give a reading by from someone who I'm, you know, I'm sure she's a No, you know I'm not sure she's a great person. I'm not going to lie about that. She didn't strike me as a great person. If I'm being honest with you, I'm a Libra. I love to love, and I have a lot of love for people. But you know what? Didn't strike me with the greatest energy. And I remember going to bed and being like, I don't want to give that reading tomorrow. And the next day, I woke up and she canceled. She was just (gasps) like, I, yeah. And I was like, perfect.
0: (laughs) That happens all the time. I know something's going to cancel before it does. I always know. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, that's your that's your gate fifty-seven. That intuitive clarity.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about human design and copy, because I know that you kind of marry those two. And I'm going to link your show in the, the show notes. So what advice do you have for using your energetic type when you're actually writing your own copy?
1: Oof. I love that because I love talking about this. <laughs> so one of the things, just to back up a little bit. So like I said, I was a copywriter full-time and I, I teach copy more. Uh, I also do like copy power hours where we do in the now kind of work. I don't do project copywriting as much unless it's like a a fantastic fit. But when I first left my job, one of the biggest things that bothered me and one of the reasons I love working with business owners so much is that there are so many things, so many ways to do things, so many ways to do things. And that includes in your business and that includes in your marketing. But I – Saw so many people teaching the entire opposite of that. They're teaching the strategy du jour or just whatever was really popular or just what everyone told them they had yeah. to do. And from the beginning of my career, I've always felt incredibly restricted creatively by that. Yeah. And it really worked against me as a creative, as a writer, because strategy matters. But I always say it's energy first, strategy second, because if you layer Strategy on top of nothing. It's like you have an empty pinata. You have all the colors, but you have none of the good stuff on the inside that actually mm. attracts people to you. Right? Because people can tell when they look at a sales page, we can, when they can look at content, whatever, that you're just doing it to mull it out or like to pump it out and get people to pay attention to you. There's yeah. none of that actual juice
0: behind juice. Yeah.
1: And at the end of the day, that's not gonna help anyone. That's not gonna help you. It's not gonna help anyone else. And it's it's why so many of us feel so shitty about our marketing. Yeah. And because we're like we're told that our marketing is our business. And that actually held me back. And I was a copywriter and going into starting my own business, it actually like stopped me from leaving my job for a while because I was like, okay, well, I have to have a niche in my marketing, which means that I have to have a niche in what I do. That's So your marketing is determining what you're doing for your business? Are you kidding me? Like, no, as someone who is supposed to do what I love, that was I just had to throw that out the window. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, I'm using human design in this. I'm using my design in determining how to create copy that works. And guess what? That's how I sell the best, is by doing things that I love first and in a way that works for my energy first. Mm. And we're all designed to do that differently, but it's all supposed to be in a way that works for us and makes us feel really good because it's all connected. What makes you feel good with your human design outside of business can absolutely apply to your business. So with that said, there are different tips that I use for each energy type. And they tend to be ones where the energy type, when they hear it, they're like, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I like to run my business or how I like to write. So for manifestors, what I say is, first off, it's presence over perfection. Very Mm -hmm. important. So, Because they're here for like quick, snappy results. So one, presence over perfection, and don't worry so much about like all the stuff that's happening in the meantime, just go for it. And two, use really direct language. Like some manifestors are afraid that they're going to like come off as too pushy if they say like, buy now, do this. People don't – people appreciate that from a manifestor. And if you – and Listen, no one's for everyone, and especially not a manifester or a projector. Like You're just going to have to accept that there are going to be people who don't want to work with you like you. And so for a manifester, it's just be direct and don't hold back. And then if you are a generator, do what you love and do not attach so much to the result. So it's about Mm -hmm. the process for a generator. We're literally meant to put our energy into what in the moment is making us happy. And know that even if you are not seeing a quote unquote result right now from what you're writing about or sharing about – it's all about the joy and then you never know how that's going to come back to you like as a generator for me like i've put things out there where i was like so excited about it i loved i had the best time making it crickets yeah and then and then like a week or two later suddenly Everyone's liking this reel. Like, yeah. I I got sixty likes on this reel, and someone comes to work with me. Like, how did that? Yeah. Wait, what started that? I don't yeah. know. But <laughs> so you have to be, you have to understand that it think results might come to you a little bit more indirectly. Mm-hmm. So, so you gotta just envelop yourself, envelop yourself in the joy. For a manifesting generator, also presence over perfection, and. The thing for manifesting generators that they struggle with a lot is that they will want to talk about a lot of different things. Yes, or yeah, and they don't know how to like pin down one thing. Yeah. And to them, I say like, you don't have to. You want to yeah. write emails about a lot of different stuff. Make a newsletter where you put everything into one. It's your like your favorites newsletter. And remember too that as a generator, people are buying like your energy and your sparkle and makes you you makes you really happy. That's really what they're buying from a generator in MG. And so. Finding that like underlying thing for a manifesting generator too, super helpful. For projectors, it is – how do I say this? Because there are a few really awesome tips that you can give projectors. I would just say don't force yourself to overmarket yourself. Mm -hmm. As a projector, if you feel like you're pushing out content all the time because you're not being heard, that's not going to make you more heard. It's taking a step back and seeing how – because they're here to – the reason why projectors like can't work so much is because they don't have to. They have an eye for efficiency for making things, for like getting what they want faster than other people with less work. Mm. So as a projector, I would really, really, really encourage you just to step back. And if you're pushing out and trying to write so much stuff or create so much stuff to market or to write your copy and like send so many emails, like ask yourself what level feels actually good, mm. what, and and take a step back to. And another thing I will say for, projectors. I know I'm giving them a lean tips. I just I can't, I, I love, love it. this topic <laughs> is if you're going to focus on anything, it's focus on showing up more. Mm. Not necessarily pushing to be heard, but showing up and making yourself available. So in your copy, what I say is like show yourself a little bit more because huh. what attracts someone to a projector is knowing that they're the kind of person that this person wants to learn from because mm. they're guides, they're also teachers. They're here to disseminate information. That's why they're here to share what they see. So In order to make sure that you're attracting the right kinds of people to you and attracting more, show up so they see you. And then don't push. Allow the right people to come to you. You're going to waste so much less energy. You're going to start feeling more heard and opportunities and sales are going to start coming in a lot faster. And then last for reflectors is in a world that tells you that you have to have a brand and stay with that brand, I really encourage you to show up with all versions of yourself and know that Mm. you are your brand no matter what. I always use Jordan Younger as um the balanced blonde i don't know if you've heard of yeah. her yeah okay as an example she's a fantastic example jordan talks about whatever she wants to talk about because her brand is jordan and it yeah. it like shifts and transforms and that's what people love about her is that she's very authentically her and whatever moment she's in you know? And yep. because of that, she's reflecting back to a lot of people what – like she attracts mm-hmm. the people who see in her what they want to see in themselves. So as that. a reflector, yeah. So as a reflector, that's that's your gift and your power. So if you label yourself and put yourself into a box, you're cutting off a lot of that magic, which you don't need to do.
0: Wow. I love that. So for those that might be new to it, can you actually share what manifestation is and how to do it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay. So what people are usually familiar with when we're talking about manifestation, like I'll tell you what's like the broader definition in like the spiritual communities. It's basically, if you've heard of law of attraction, it's attracting things into your life. It's kind of like what people consider that woo woo. Like if you put out a request to the universe, the universe kind of delivers that that's essentially what they're talking about most of the time with manifestation, like I said earlier, like the most basic definition of manifestation is literally just making something come to be, come to manifest mm-hmm. in your life. And so, basically, how I explain it is, manifestation is really turning your energy into, like, inside of yourself into something outside of yourself. So, like, whether that's a desire and and bringing that desire into your life. And the thing about manifestation too is that it could just be that. It makes the path to what you want easier, so you're still putting in effort, you're still working towards it. But then, oh my god, this happens so much easier than it ever has in the past. Suddenly, you know, even though I am marketing, it's it's easier. I'm not. It, it feels better, and suddenly more clients are appearing. Or it could be that you're just open yourself up to receiving, and suddenly clients just sh- start showing up a lot more because you put that intention out there and you're open to receive, and the universe sends it into your life. So sometimes it can seem like it's just doing things on easy mode, and other times mm-hmm. it can seem like it's on really easy mode because it's just showing up in
0: your life. <laughs> yeah. I think there's such a confusion a little bit about manifestation too is because a lot of the time people think it's like, okay, I send out my wish and then I just sit back and do nothing. And it's like, there, I feel like there has to be that inspired action with the manifestation in order to, to get it, like to get what you want. Like for example, okay, I saw this, this mirror on TikTok, this random mirror and I fell Wait, in love I with it. Wait, can I stop
1: you for a second? <laughs> yeah. This is insane because my friend sent me an Instagram message a while back about like her favorite manifestation story, and it was about a mirror that she saw. That she, I, I'm wondering if it's the same mirror because it was, this must it's be like, like a kick like this, ass mirror.
0: It's like this gold. This it's but it's not the anthro. It's not the anthropology mirror. It was actually at like Home Home Goods in Canada, which is kind of like Ross, I think, in the USA. Oh, we have like, some goods, yeah. And, and it's and it's like this like random like thing where things go and you buy them like discount prices. And I'm like, and the very one of a kind, like you don't usually find them. If you see it, I'm like, like there's what are the chances of me actually? So I I put it out. I actually sent this to my coach and I was like, I'm gonna manifest this. And literally within two days, I went into the home scent store and there was my mirror. I was, and there the funny go. thing was I was like, oh shit. I'm like, should I buy it?
1: And I was yes, like, yes, of it. course,
0: I'm buying <laughs> it. So like, I brought it home. It literally goes with nothing; it goes with nothing. And my husband, he's like, "This is like, I don't know what is with you with this mirror." I'm like, "He's like, it reminds me of like the mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all?" Kind of mirror. And I was like, "Heck yeah, it is!" And Absolutely I'm going to say that is. every
1: day to myself. <laughs> I love that. We and this is such a beautiful example too of so in human design. They're actually like. Anyone who's familiar with manifestation or the law of attraction, and even if you're not, very traditional teachings will teach you that you have to get very, very specific about what it is you want to call into your life. So for someone like Lisa, that's actually incredibly aligned for her because the same thing that gives her you know, that eye for strategy more or like having plans that are a little more detailed is the exact same thing that makes her what's called a specific manifester. So specific manifestors get what they want. They get closer to finding what they want by getting – clear on that thing getting really detailed like they're the kinds of people who should like they do great with like vision boards they do great with writing down lists and like this is exactly what it's going to look like and I want this and that and that gets them closer to the thing even if they don't know how it's going to come into their life like that will like getting clearer on that is only going to help the universe be better at delivering it to them so they have to trust that what comes through for them even if it's wild and crazy and everyone tells them they're never going to get it is exactly what they need for me what's so fascinating is it's the opposite like I'm supposed to only like. I'm supposed to have like a vague idea of what I want because if I force that, I get stressed out by details. I'm like, I don't know. How could I possibly know? I don't even know what I'm having for lunch today. I don't know what color I want this dress that I'm going to be wearing to this wedding to be. And so when I when I actually open up a little bit more and say like best case scenario, you universe, you know best. Fill in the blanks for me. I trust the universe. That's exactly how I've always got like manifested my best stuff, which is – it's just weird. It's so cool. I love, I love talking that. about that.
0: It's so fun. Like I'll do that when I'm shopping and like I'll be going through the racks and like oh, it's like extra large. I'm like, no, this needs to be like medium or large, medium or large. And then I'm like medium or large, medium or large. And I visualize it in my head and then I find it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? There it is. It's like always, always. And I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun. All right. So you're ready to go into our lightning round. <sighs> Yes, absolutely. Okay. Coffee or tea? Oh my God, wait, this is, ho- <laughs>
1: this is so much harder than I thought because today <laughs> – sorry, I'm such a troubled child because today I had iced coffee and I was like, coffee's <gasps> the best. I love coffee. Uh-oh. And then I tried a matcha. I've tried like a powdered matcha today Ooh. and I didn't even have to put like milk in it or anything. I had it right before this, which is probably why I'm like flying off the handle. I and I was it. like, oh my God, I think matcha might be my favorite. So this is the hardest question you could have just Ooh. asked me. Um, You know what? I'm going with coffee though. Coffee is yeah. my my thing.
0: I love that. So most luxurious vacation you've ever been on? Oh, wow.
1: I One time I went to Italy, which was – here, the thing is – okay, I'm going to put a little corollary to this. So it was such an amazing trip. We went to this small town called Fiuji. In Italy, it was like in the mountains, and it was just like a, gorgeous. Yeah. And But I was also – 13, or like 12 or 13, and I totally did not appreciate it I the way I, I should have. So I really want to go back to Italy. I love Italian wines. Love me a good Chianti. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my my friend, he t- speaks Italian, to come back with me. So yeah, absolutely. I that was the best one. That. I just didn't appreciate it as much as I should have.
0: Oh, I love that. So what was your favorite TV show as a kid?
1: Oh, man. I loved – what is something that I would like always watch? I remember – like running home to watch teen titans which was like a cartoon yeah yeah Yeah. do you know that one Um, yeah i do Uh, oh yeah it's
0: such a good one last thing you did for yourself as an indulgence
1: Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to flip this around and tell you what I'm yeah. going to do for myself. I saw a dress at Urban Outfitters yeah. and it made me feel like a garden fairy and I'm buying that. Do and, it. And you better know I'm going to be the hottest mom at the supermarket in that. Seriously, do it. Do it. and <laughs> I'm book not a, a mom. shoot.
0: Bo- book a shoot with it. Dude, like do a shoot with it.
1: Oh my, you're so smart. <laughs> now I have right. even more because the thing is like I, and I was- And you can write it off. I can <laughs> write it off. That is so smart. Okay, great. Great. I'm so happy we had this conversation. So, that is, I'm going to say, because by the time this airs, I will have yeah. bought that dress. Yeah. And
0: a, and a matching hat. You need a hat with it, too.
1: I love it. I <laughs> yeah,
0: love it. Okay, morning person or night owl?
1: Night owl, 100%. As much as I've tried to be a morning person, actually, this is another place where human design comes in. I have gate five in my chart, which yeah. is rhythms and rituals, and we are not supposed to do things at times that don't feel good to us. 100%. Yeah. Not what we're built for. So, yeah, night love owl. It.
0: What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Oh, I wanted to be like a singer or
0: an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to have my own show.
1: (laughs) Really? The Lisa Show?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I would watch that. And
1: and, and she achieved it.
0: (laughs) So what's your go-to karaoke jam?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So it's with my friend Bailey. We will always sing Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks.
0: Love that. Love that. It's a killer what makes your soul light up
1: well i realized that the other day that no matter like what kind of mood i'm in a cup of coffee a run or a surf and then dancing to like techno in in the sunshine that will always get me on track all of those things just put me right into a high vibe super happy feeling
0: i love that what has been the best piece of business advice you've ever been given Oh,
1: it's going to sound so basic, but do what feels good to you
0: Mm.
1: and don't judge that. Honestly, like, don't like, I know that that's basically what I have been saying this entire time about human design, but that was a game changer to me. Just do what feels good
0: and, and don't question that so much. So, where can our listeners learn more from you?
1: You can come and learn from me on my podcast the Just Follow Joy podcast. You can also come connect with me Just Follow Joy HD on Instagram. Yeah, and you can get actually my email list is is my favorite place to connect with people too. Weekly emails, lot of lot of free information yeah, on there. Tons. You can sign up on justfollowjoy.com and there are a ton of free articles there. You can get a free Human Design energy type guide. So, all of what I was telling you about energy types, that is actually the best way to get started because it's it's very concise and it's
0: super easy to use on a day-to-day basis. Well, I love to end my interviews with this last question, and it is, what are you currently curious about or even artistically curious about? Ooh. Oh, artistically
1: curious about. Mm. Interesting. Curious about, oh my gosh, so many things. You know what? So I love true crime. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I know that's not super artistic, <laughs> but I I just love true crime. So I'm always curious about like the newest story from my creators and also like a historical true crime. One of my favorite creators on YouTube does like a historical crime podcast and it's awesome. She talks about like the history of bananas, like the dark past of bananas. And it's just as a history buff too. Like, yeah, I love
0: that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I love you, Lisa. You're awesome. (laughs) I love it.